Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Fox Nomad Podcast. I'm your host, Fox Nomad, Arnold Pollett. Welcome. We've got a really fun episode for you today. I've got Terrace Cassidy is joining me. He is the founder of Geek Nation Tours, um, who have a bunch of tours coming up. So I'll leave a link to that in the show notes. We're going to talk about gear today. I don't know if I mentioned this in the last episode or not, but Wednesday is kind of a the Wednesday, what am I saying? Wednesday, January is kind of a time of the year where I go through my stuff and I update it. You know, I, I try to see like, uh, you know, am I carrying the best stuff? It's too heavy. Maybe I can, you know, downsize a little bit or whatever. It's also the time of the year where a lot of people ask me about backpacks and gear. So I think a lot of you are thinking about, you know, getting stuff for the upcoming travel season. Um, so we talk all about that and we talk all about the strangest things that we carry, just some of the weird stuff that we travel with. It's a really fun conversation. I did not know that I travel with some weird things that Terrace also travels with. So it must be a, I'll chalk it up to a, a frequent traveler thing, but I'm very interested to hear some of the strange things that you might travel with as well. So, uh, you can tweet me or, you know, get in touch after you listen to this episode. I hope you enjoy this one. It's a fun one talking about some of the strangest gear we travel with. So there we go. Hi, Terrace. Thanks for uh, joining me today. Hey. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Good, good. Um, nice to see you since I think the last time was, well, the last time was definitely Las Vegas, Star Trek Las Vegas. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was a good time. Sorry <laughs> we didn't have much time to talk. It was yeah. loud in there when we were seeing each other at the bar. That was a good time, though. Yeah, it was fun. It was, it was nice to yeah. just being a kind of a convention again it had been a while yeah um, and just to hang out with people and to see that everybody was quite happy to be there and yeah it was really nice yeah it felt normal again as things started to feel sort of normal yeah. um yeah and it's kind of funny it kind of leads into the topic of what we we're going to talk about today which is traveling with weird things because i i just imagine yeah. so many people going to Star Trek convention, you know, costume you know, cosplay <laughs> and everything. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I, it's oh yeah, it's sorry. funny because no, I was just gonna say that that it, uh, one of my favorite times is actually at the beginning when you're just getting into the hotel and, and waiting in line to check in because you see everybody's like boxes and you know huge luggage or whatever. Or, and then you know somebody else is a cosplayer, but they're all like been doing it for years and they've got it all lined up in their one little tiny bag or whatever. So it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's fun at the airport. You can kind of pick out, you're like, they're going to the convention, they're going to the convention. Yeah. And then you kind of, you do see box, I mean, like, yeah. like huge things like filled up and you're like, all right, that's probably a Klingon or who knows what they're, right. they're yeah. traveling around with. Um, exactly. I know that yeah. like for me, I travel with a bunch of things that are very unorthodox, mostly electronics and and stuff that like a lot of people don't travel with that that is kind of weird or like inefficient to travel with, I think. Um, yeah. that requires some special care. But you, I mean, when you're traveling, are you traveling with like when you're running a tour, are you traveling with like game kits and you know, models yeah. and miniatures and things like that? Yeah, like all that stuff in the background. Like, I uh, will I'll be going to the UK this year on my Nottingham tour, and it's a miniatures-based tour. So I'll be bringing my toy soldiers and bringing them in uh, in, in um, my battle foam kit. So it's basically uh, a how can I say this? So we so there's various different levels of of wargaming. Are you a wargamer? No, right? No, you're not yeah. wargaming. Okay, so there's a whole bunch of different levels of wargaming. So sometimes you need a whole army. So that means like tanks and a whole like squadrons of guys. And sometimes you don't. You need it's more of a skirmish level. So you need like ten miniatures. So depending on what you're bringing depends on on what what you're playing depends on what you're bringing, right? So uh, for this particular minute, uh, miniature tour, we're playing skirmish games. So it would be like a couple of different games. So that would be like two different bands of 10 or so. So it's not huge uh, for this particular tour, but the last time I did this tour, people were bringing full armies. And so uh, basically there's several companies that you can go to to buy these uh, containers 
uh, and one in particular is called Battlefoam. I mean, I, I mentioned them because I know them. So uh, basically, it's I can probably grab one. Actually, hang on. Let me see. Yeah. I'm gonna dig it out. I guess I could have done that earlier. <laughs> no worries. So this is <laughs> Just... this is this this is a, a a piece of luggage, and then inside here. That side had a whole bunch of a place for your uh, sheets of paper and characters and stuff. So inside is just foam. So like that. Yeah, like a little little square, like almost like a honeycomb, but for miniatures, yeah. right? Yeah, and then there's the next one. And then you, this one you can actually, this is called pluck foam. So there's little squares and you can make it any size you want. And so, yeah, and they're, like I was just going to ask that, so you can make custom like yeah. ones for each kit? Yeah, so I did it this way because I have three miniatures that are specific shapes. So if they're going to rattle in there, they're just going to rattle like that. Yeah, so... So, yeah. so the, these, this one uh, is designed... Uh, I've got a bigger one in there. I didn't want to pull out, but... Uh, this one is designed to go on the plane because you could just put it, you know, up above or whatever. So it's it's pretty pretty big. This one would be for a, like a medium sized army. And then I have another one in there that's like this big for a full army. And it's the, basically the same construction. Uh, there's a little bit of pockets and that kind of thing. And uh, you can put a full army, so that would be like tanks and squadrons and everything. This is the one I'll be taking to to, uh, to uh, England with me, and it's just tiny. Yeah, it's like the size of a, a lunchbox. I don't know if people yeah, use that's lunchbox, right. Yeah. yeah. So what I do with this one is that I actually put this on. I, I don't carry this on my. I put it in my checked luggage. Mm -hmm. So I put my miniatures in my checked luggage, and they're inside here, so they're pretty safe. So. Um, do you have something like that for your cameras and stuff like that? Yeah, so I I kind of like use a kind of a weird setup. So like for me, I have like Swiss gear makes a toiletry kit that's like really thick with a bunch of pockets. And I've kind of used that to put my camera and a couple of the cameras and lenses. So I, I kind of use that, but I put everything in its separate sleeve. So I'm, I'm big on putting electronics in sleeves so that to, you know, just in case they don't get scratched up with each other and stuff like that. But yeah, because it's hard. Like, I, w I'm surprised that you can get something so specific with the miniatures because, like, for camera gear, a lot of the stuff is hard to find something that's specific for your lens, for your, you know, like the micro, like this microphone I'm talking on now, I carry it with me everywhere. And there's really no good case to bring it or one that's not too bulky or anything like that. Well, you could get these guys, you could buy the, that type of foam and then pluck it to the shape that you want. You could literally make it, make your own case if you wanted to, you know? Yeah. I think that's so, a better idea. I think you have the, a better right. idea. Yeah. That that's, I'm going to look into that because. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. And it's really, I've never had any damage or anything like that. Or um, I sometimes bring a painting kit, like, so really uh, specific colors and like a little bit of glue and maybe a little bit of an exacto blade or and a, a paintbrush of course that all goes in uh in in your uh, checked luggage right <laughs> like the blade obviously but yeah they don't even like you having a, like a little bit of glue or paint even on the plane they're like mm -hmm. uh, no you don't do that but uh have you ever had where do you put yours in your check then or do you carry that with you on the plane no yeah so anything <sighs> Technically, anything with a battery has to come with you in the right. in the checked. So, which is a great excuse I use because my carry on bag is pretty heavy, and a lot of airlines like it goes over their limit. Um, right. But I always say, hey, all this stuff has batteries in it. So yeah, it's right. it's it's carry on. So my carry on is probably the same weight as oh, yeah. all the stuff that I is in my <laughs> luggage. My luggage actually it's just clothes, so there there you know, right. there's not a lot of stuff. So yeah, I bring that with me. Uh, unfortunately, so it's a pretty heavy carry. Carry case. Do you? Uh, did you ever have 
problems going through uh, any checkpoints? Like, what is this? What's this gizmo or anything like that? So yeah, so like two recent things. One that always gets people is I have a Joby tripod. Actually, I have it right here. This thing, which I travel with, is usually in my bag. And I have other tripods right. and a microphone stand, which, again, is just a lot of stuff. This always gets like they get weirded out by this. So it's got really? three flexible <laughs> legs that can, you know, but right. it's it's in a bag with other tripods. So I always find it weird that. Interesting. So that's the thing. Do that they think to... it's something like like bad or do they just don't know what it is? They have no idea what it is. So they're like, <laughs> what is this? What does it do? Is it, you know, then they, they try to like extend the arms out like it could be a weapon. And I'm like, well, right. if I'm going to hit someone over the head, I would use like the tripod, I project to just hit somebody with the, the <laughs> yeah, <tripod. that's> right. <laughs> that one. And yeah. I was recently flying and this was, I was flying out of Baghdad. This was like over the last summer and my GoPro. And for whatever reason, my GoPro could not pass security. Like they would not let me, I eventually I did, but I had to like turn it on, film them, show them that it was recording footage, show them the footage that had been recorded. And I have no wow. idea why. It was just a GoPro. I was like, oh, this is pretty standard. I mean, it's nothing unusual yeah, about that's it. Like... So yeah. I have, I still, I asked them, is it why? And they were like, we just need you to show us how it works. And I was like, oh, okay. So it was, that was the, the odd one. But um, I, I have had people ha saying that you have to turn on your electronics uh, when before you go through. So would it be that type of thing? Or is it they actually wanted to see it work? Yeah, no, they wanted me to record like, uh, you know, really? a couple seconds and then show them that it was recording. And Wow, that's really interesting. So I'm glad it had like huh. a card in it, you know, that it was ready to record. The batteries were working, you know, like, so it would have been. Right. At, at right. one point I was like, I guess I'm just going to leave this behind. I didn't think they would let me, but. Bring it. Oh, my God. Uh, that I mean, that's a good point. I think that you got to make sure that your electronics are all charged. Yeah. Because if it if they if it doesn't turn on, they can just say nope. <laughs> you don't get to have that. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. it's uh, now that you say that, yeah, because you know, yeah. like a lot of times, I, they do make you turn your laptop on. That was a thing for a while. I remember that. So, and then if your laptop's not charged and you're you're, you're in trouble, yeah. you know, you gotta go. That's and... right. They're like, no, you're not bringing that aboard. <laughs> you're like, oh, what am I gonna do? Yeah, for sure. I, I've, I, it's really strange because I've been traveling with miniatures for years, like probably 10 years at least on the planes, right? And at first people are like looking at me like, what is that? You know, what are you, <laughs> what are you bringing these little toys on? And how old are you? You know, <laughs> that type of thing. And, uh, but you know what's really strange about it is that I, uh, I now have, uh, um, People are like, oh, 40K, let's take a look. And they're looking at the paint jobs and everything like that. Like they they know now, like it's like not even special or or it's special only in the way that they know what it is. So they want to take a look at it and have fun with it. Like it's really a different world from even 10 years ago. So so that's fun. I actually had a really cool experience. Uh, uh, last time I went to Lake Geneva to to play uh, Dungeons and Dragons at the Gygax home. And uh, so I was going through customs and the customs guy says, where are you going? And I'm like, like Geneva. And he goes, what are you doing there? And I explained everything that, you know, was gonna, gonna, that's where Dungeons and Dragons was written. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, Minnesota, is, this, is, uh, this, is, uh, this is what we're gonna do. And he's like, that is so cool. I run a system too. And he, we were going back and forth again. <laughs> he was just like, yeah, there. It was funny how many geeks that you get uh, going through customs. So it was, uh, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's always <laughs> interesting, and probably like security. I always imagine a lot of times get bored, or you know, they see a lot of the same stuff. So when something unusual yeah. comes through, they're like, "Oh, hey, what's this?" Maybe they're just even curious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A buddy of mine actually had one experience. Uh, he had a, uh, I think it was a cannon but it was a, a molded cannon, so it was resin. Mm -hmm. And uh, so when it went through the, the uh, machine, the x-ray, it looked like there was a bubble inside, there's some bubbles inside, and they wanted to cut it in half 
because they're like, no, you have to show that there's no liquids inside this uh, inside this model. And he's like, it's it's resin. <laughs> it's like so he almost had to had to leave that behind, but he got it through. So it's good. Yeah, it is an interesting time to travel since 9-11, basically. It's been kind of crazy. So. Yeah, I mean, before, so, like, you know, I mean, you could go to the gate, like, if you had family members, you know, going somewhere. Like, I remember you could just go to the gate with them. That was kind yeah, of Yeah, that's thing. right. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, the liquid. I think the liquid thing is the one that's a little bit the most difficult one still. Yeah. Like, it's just like kind of... They don't like that at all. Yeah. You have to dump your... So that's I mean, I mean that's a, a, a one of the points is just be prepared to dump anything that you have, you know. I think I think generally, you know, those people are just trying to do their jobs. I'm sure you can get a you know a, a guy that's power hungry or or someone that's not you know nice or having a bad day or whatever. But for the most part, they just want to get you through. Yeah. So it's yeah. just sometimes it's just best to you know just take the hit if you just bought the bottle of water and it cost you five bucks well you're going through security so just throw it in the garbage or just drink it so just do you be prepared to do that do you have a, a system as a frequent traveler like when you're going you're like okay this is the thing i'm taking out of my carry-on in this order like do you have yeah. a system yeah I, I yeah yeah <laughs> yeah to put everything out and then to bring it in and to put everything back in it is it's still a lot of rigmarole i mean they still do this whole shoes and the belt and the, all all that stuff so it, it's a little bit of, but yeah to um because you got to really you, in some places in particular you got to be really careful i was actually in egypt and i was really surprised at at their at the cairo's airport he was like no you don't want to make sure that you don't keep, carry your valuables together in one bag you want to separate them and he's like he was explaining i'm like but i'm just going through the airport i'm not going anywhere and he's like no even in the airport you want to be really safe so hmm. so yeah i thought that was really interesting i don't you know i don't i'm not saying that cairo is particularly you know the airport's bad or anything like that but yeah he, he explained to me he said no you want to do it this way but uh, yeah for sure i have a system i mean you must too because you have to take everything out if you're carrying with all your electronics yeah so sometimes for the most part like i can get away with everything that's in a separate like packing cube kind of thing with the electronics so if it's a laptop right. that goes out that's usually the first thing i take out because that one is kind of easier that's like one thing that i have to keep an eye on and then one cube with the camera stuff and then the microphone and other things that will go i kind of send the more valuable stuff through i try to time it so that when i go through it's waiting for me there yeah um, exactly you have to be really careful because yeah. I don't want, yeah, some some airports like things things can go missing, or I could just lose track of something, you know, like so. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think. I, well, I mean, I think my 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 wife uh, uh, lost her phone in Vegas, so mm -hmm. at the Vegas airport. So I and we're pretty sure someone clipped it. So um, yeah, you got to be careful. I don't know if you have to be super paranoid, but I think that a good solid awareness and, 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 uh, expediating your, your, that whole experience, trying to make sure that you time it right and, and get in right. And, and to make sure you're not dawdling and get it back to your stuff right away. I think that that's prudent. I think that you have to be really, you have to be, you have, you do have to not get too paranoid about it too. Cause that also leads to, to you, it could lead to them thinking, okay, what's wrong with this person? Now we got to slow that person down. Right. So, yeah. So yeah, it's, a, it's a definitely a balance for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah. I take my laptop out or my iPad and I put my, you know, put my wallet. Uh, if I'm taking my wallet out, I put it in my shoe. Um, my phone usually goes into my shoe or something like that, unless they need my the electronics separate. So I, I do, you know, all those little things, the belt comes off. Um, uh, I wear certain pants when I go to the airport. Uh, I've got a pair of pants that is really hard to get the belt off. And I didn't really realize that it was hard to get the belt off until I was at the airport. I'm like, I am never wearing these pants here again. 
Um, a lot of pockets. I really like pockets. Um, uh, cargo pa- uh, cargo shorts are awesome for that. I'm not sure. Uh, they're not very stylish, but they're great for airport travel because if it's hot, you can cool down, but you've also got a lot of places to put things. Um, the problem with that is that some, I'm very particular on what I put put things in my pockets, like where this goes here, this goes here. So, But I think every once in a while, when you're in a rush, you put it in the opposite place or something like that. So then you get like, oh my God, where did I put that thing? It's supposed to be right here, but no, no, calm down. It's actually in your right hand. <laughs> but uh, but I'm very particular about how where I put stuff and everything. I always make sure that I have a shirt with a pocket mm-hmm. on it um, just because then I can put my headphones in there or something or you know sunglasses or something. I know where it goes, but I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very, I don't know the right word is probably anal, but, but uh, I'm very specific on where all things, all things go and how I transition through. I'm I, you know, I think yeah. one of the big things though, I think it's really important people. Um, apparently your IQ goes down quite a bit when you go into an airport. And I don't mean that <laughs> as a, as a, I mean that as a joke, but I also mean it seriously, like, like people are, are, flustered when they get to the airport and uh and sometimes they take it out on other people like they take it out on other flyers but they also always take it out on the on the people that are checking checking them in and everything like that remember to be human i know this is not about this we're starting we want to talk about gear but just remember to be human because um they actually if you're nice to them they're actually going to be better at bringing doing what you want them to do anyway conflict actually at in those particular instances always slows you down and always uh makes it harder so get rid of all conflict when you and even i had a i had somebody i had a big uh, schedule change last week and i had to call them and uh he's like you know you're the calmest nicest person i've ever had on the phone and i'm like well no you work better for me when i'm when you're when you're happy you don't want, and uh, to be like, wow, that's odd to be uh, that most of his calls are not nice mm-hmm. is, is crazy. But yeah, be, just try to be as nice as possible because it helps your gear. It mm-hmm. helps you get through. It helps you get your ticket in order and you check in well. It helps get your luggage off so you don't have to worry about it anymore. Leave the conflict in, in, the, in the car. You know? Yeah, because you're not, there's very few arguments you'll win at an airport, like, especially with security, yeah. you know, like, they're, if yeah, they want to search right. your stuff, they're going to search your stuff. Like, you don't, that's right. You know, that's so, right. Yeah. So let uh, them. Yeah. You know? and, and having a routine is good. Like, for me, what I do is I, I always, it's usually I'm a two bin, three groups of stuff. Like, I, that's generally how right. I, how I work, but I always keep track how many bins. And how many groups of stuff? So I, if things are in their cubes, I know three. So laptop, camera stuff, and then like, you know, microphones or whatever. And I go like, okay, three. So if I get to right. the end of the line, I'm through security. I'm like, do I have all those things? Um, like, like you said, if you get out of routine, sometimes then I really slow down because I'm I'm kind of That's like right. recounting everything. But, <laughs> That's right. But it, it it just helps, you know, like to have the routine yeah. and. I, I don't know. People people do get very nervous. And I'm like, well, it's kind of like riding a bus. Like, really, it's not so mm-hmm. much different. Like, you buy a ticket. No. You show up a couple, you know, earlier for a plane, obviously. But, you know, they search your stuff, which, you know, they probably don't do on a bus. But, okay, it's like one thing. And then, you you know, you get on the, the bus or the plane. You go to your place. And then you get your stuff and you go. It's it's not too much different. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a big cylinder that you have to stay a couple hours in. But they, I mean, you, if you go to a concert base, they search your stuff. Yeah. Now, especially now, you know what I mean? Like it's the same type of experience and it's not like, it's not a good, exp- I mean, it's not a terrible experience either, but it's not, it's not a, it, it, it does cause pr- pressure. So just remember that you're going to feel a little bit, no matter what, what airport. And I still do this. I've been traveling constantly and you've been traveling constantly for the last, except of course, COVID, but for for a decade or two for me and it's just 
it's still nerve wracking in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not as bad as it used to be, but it's still like, okay, I got to get this through. I got to get to the other side. I got to get, make sure I might, I'm checked in. I got to get my, my bags, you know, I got to get on the plane. I got to make sure that I, you know, my reservation is all right and everything. So that I actually like airports, but my worst part of traveling is actually that very beginning part that getting into the, into the airport. So, so that's what I think, I think a lot of people struggle with that. Just, you know, they win. So let them win. (laughs) It was kind of nice during COVID where like you had to give space in security so that everyone would kind of go through by themselves. I love that because you know, it's hard when you're rushed because I'm always worried I'm going to drop something or they're going to drop something. So I'm, I'm a little more cautious with my stuff. Um, and most people are just like, they don't, you know, they don't have as much stuff as I do, like when it comes to like electronics and stuff. So they're just like, you know, smashing the bins together. And I'm like, oh, God. Right. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> um, yeah. And you definitely have to, you have to watch the security people. You have to pay attention to them, but you do have to pay attention to your, your fellow passengers because uh, you know, things go missing every once in a while. So that, and the, but it's super rare. So I, I don't, I'm like, I don't, in a way, I don't like talking about it because I don't, I'm a, I don't want to scare anybody out there travel, you know, that is traveling like, Oh my God, I got to watch, but you, you just have to watch. You just kind of, it's street sense type of thing, right? You just yeah. got to have a little bit of street sense and, 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 you know, don't leave your shit uh, for a whole bunch of time. And, and, and get through the process. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's probably, it's definitely the worst part of being airplane travel is just going through security. That's probably the worst of it. And then, and it's funny that when you pick up your luggage, most airports like they don't, there's no check, nothing. Anyone can just yeah, run up with your bag. Isn't like, that right, bizarre? Thanks. Isn't that? I find that super bizarre and everywhere. Like, like you know, Chicago, I was in Chicago and I was like okay, I actually have to go to the washroom before I get my, my luggage. And so I was the last person there um, because I got behind somebody too. And uh, I was the last person there and my luggage was just going around and around and there was no one around. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this I is like, that. wow. Yo, I don't either. I it's, don't understand. It's so and, weird. And it's, in a way, it's the least secure place at the airport too because people can come and see their families and, and welcome them and everything like that at the, where you get your bags. So it's actually the least secure place. Now, now we're giving hints, I guess. Maybe we should. Yeah. I, I'd, love, <laughs> I'd love to see a statistic on how many bags get stolen from there. Maybe it's just not that many and you know, yeah. but it's not zero. There's no way that nobody's just. No, that's right. That's right. To an airport and just taken off, I guess. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, I've had things stolen out of my checked luggage. So I've had that happen before. I'm wondering yeah. if you've had that, if you worry about that when you're checking yeah. in the miniatures or anything like that, any of the stuff you travel with? Yeah, I've had stuff taken from my bank, Bangkok, actually. I've had stuff taken from, from my uh, my place, in, uh, my uh, main luggage in Bangkok. It doesn't happen, again, very rare for the amount of times I've traveled. Mm-hmm. It hasn't really been an issue, but yeah, for sure. It is a thing too. It is. And they have the, and that, the funny thing about that one is that it could be someone stealing, but it could also be someone not putting their, your stuff back in the bag after they're searching it because it mm-hmm. every once in a while you do get your luggage searched when oh, it's yeah. going through wherever. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I, I had that in Buenos Aires once where, the lady at the checkout, I'll never forget, she was adamant that I check in. I had a smaller camera. It wasn't my bigger camera. She was very like adamant that I checked that into my luggage. And I was like, well, it has a battery. This was a long time ago. And not that long ago. It was like about eight years ago. And she was like, you, you have to check it. And I was like, well, it's got a battery. And she was like, no, 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 you have to check it. That and something else. I think I had like a small, I don't remember, like some kind of electronic or something. And... Sure enough, those were stolen. It looked like someone had just like done this through my luggage because like I was missing like socks and shirts and stuff. Oh no. <laughs> but part of me is like, I wonder if that's like part of a thing that she had, like it was like part of a setup because she was very adamant that I checked it in. I've never had that before, but it was gone. And so now I'm I've I've had people say, Hey, you should check 
you know, this or that. I'm like, no, it's, it's no, no, it's not, it's not, <laughs> it's not worth it. Yeah. That was the only time. So I know if I do have to check anything valuable, like, or not anything valuable, but I figure when it goes to an x-ray, any electronics, like even if it's like an electric toothbrush or something, I put it right. as far away from the zippers as I can so that right. someone would have a, you know, it would take longer. Have a hard like, time. Yeah. But. Yeah. That's interesting. That's, it's funny that you have to do that because like I said, I mean, you, when they do check your luggage or when they go in and, and snoop in your luggage, it's completely apparent. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. You know, like I don't, even if you just threw all your shit in there, like I make sure that it's like, it's fairly organized. My socks are there, my mm -hmm. gaunt are there, whatever. But um, so I know if someone's been in my bag because it's just how I pack. But even if you just threw all your stuff in there, I think you would still know because they literally just. Oh yeah. And then put it all back. And how much stuff gets lost? That's what I mean. Like how many, how many pairs of socks does the airport end up with at the end of the year from searching people's bags? Yeah. And they have that place. I think it's in Georgia where all the lost luggage, at least in the U S goes and you can right. actually go there and shop. Like it's like a big. Oh really? Store. I didn't know that. That's it's a massive, like it's like a, I guess a thrift store, but it's huge. I mean, it's like a warehouse and you can shop. So cool. I guess if, if somebody doesn't claim it within a certain amount of time, that's where it all goes. Um, wow. Yeah. Is it like a, one of those storage locker buys that where, where you don't really know what's in it? So you just buy a, a random piece of luggage and then you get whatever's inside it. Is that, is that how they do? So there's two ways. If you go to the actual store, you can go through like, they have like a clothing section so you can go through and see shirts and pants and stuff wow. and then online also they have a and i think it's through third parties that you can buy and they just sell like a suitcase you know so like wow. it's just like a suitcase of stuff so it'll say like clothes and whatever but you don't know what you're gonna get <laughs> that's awesome <clears throat> That is really cool. That's just like those those uh, storage locker things. That's really cool. That's like I gotta make a trip down there. I've really wanted to do that for a long time and just see like yeah. I mean, it's got to be it's huge. I've seen you know videos of it and stuff. Wow, that wild. is exciting. I've been to Georgia. Next time I'll have to go and take a look <laughs> at it. That's that sounds awesome. Um, it's kind of wild <laughs> that that's legal too. That the airlines are just like, all right, we couldn't find you. Whoops, <laughs> they just that's all right. We're selling your stuff. Uh, I guess if you're not, if you're not, you know, because people probably walk away from that kind of stuff. I mean, I would never do that, but there's probably people that just are like, it's just not worth it. I can just go buy all that stuff somewhere else. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, I guess. Yeah, I think my parents had one mixed up. So they got to their destination and there were like these very like, elaborate they were like costumes of like just they were like we don't even know what part of the world it was from but it was definitely not their luggage and so they they got in touch with the airline and they got five hundred dollars and they were like yeah all right <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah, that's right that's a fair trade why you know they couldn't find their luggage so they were just like all right we'll take the money and you know right and then it. just go buy whatever you need right yeah is there is there a specific backpack or luggage that you use or brand? Yeah, I do. Ha I do have a custom one. I think it's really important. Backpacks are really. I'm glad you mentioned that because this is one of the things that I was going to mention. Um, I, it's not any particular brand. It's I uh, forget who made it, but uh, it's kind of custom. You can put what uh, different uh, pockets on it and kind of exchange things. And it has a belt. I really make sure that you get a backpack that is solid on your shoulders that's balanced and that the best is to have a belt mm -hmm. a backpack with a belt because you can really throw yourself out and it's it sucks when you get hurt on a trip and it's your own fault you know what i mean like yeah and so just make sure you have a good solid backpack that has a has you know again pockets i'm a big fan of pockets but also uh just has the ability to to really snug yourself in because as soon as you as soon as you get it so it fits you you can put a lot more weight in it and 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 not a hurt yourself but also not have it so it's moving and that moving really tires you out so yeah, a good backpack is and luggage too is 
really yeah. worth the investment. I mean, you know, like the difference between, I mean, you can find a good bag for a hundred dollars, but the difference between like a hundred and a two hundred fifty dollar bag is just massive, massive. Yeah. Like that that Absolutely. better bag will last you so much longer, so yeah. much longer. Um, it's that it's that whole thing about boots, right? You buy the shitty boots, you have to buy them again next year, but buy yeah. the good boots, you don't have to worry about it for ten years. Yeah. Actually, another thing about luggage, and because it ties into what we were just talking about, is I never lock my stuff, my luggage when I check it, because I know they're just going to break it if they're going to want to get in. Yeah, same. I never lock it. I mean, yeah. So don't lock your stuff is my advice. Just make sure you're carrying everything that's valuable and, and accept the fact that something might go missing. Yeah. Because I, they're going to break your. your yeah, lock. they're going to get in there if they want. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I recently changed my luggage. I haven't used the new one yet on a trip. Um, and I was go using a 60 liter Osprey bag, which I've had for like 13, 14 years or so. I mean, it, it it's a great bag. Like I have, I treat it terribly. Like, I, I mean, at this, you know, it's like, especially the last couple of years, like, you know, you don't care. You just, it's been in downpours and tossed around airports right. and stuff. And it's still great. It's a great bag but I have to pack it perfectly to get all my things in there. Right. And so right. I got a much bigger bag now just because I'm lazy. I want to be able to like, if I want to just throw stuff into a bag. Right. Um, so now I have this same amount of stuff, but this massive bag and that's, it's 85 liters, which is pretty big for luggage. Yeah, that's big. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't know. It was like, you know, I got a 70 liter one to test it. And I was like, oh, this is, this is bigger, but not that much bigger. Not I still have to think when I pack. So I don't know how I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give this this one a couple of trips and see if it's too big. But for check luggage, I'm like, yeah, okay. Um yeah, I mean you might as well use all the space and you might as well use all the weight too. Yeah. I actually usually just pop, pop it up. I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I need a couple more pairs of socks then or whatever. I make sure that I have uh, as a gamer and as a geek going to conventions, I often bring a bag within a bag. So mm -hmm. I go down with one and then come back with two because you're always buying stuff wherever you go if you're a geek, right? So if you're going to a convention, like whatever convention, Star Trek convention or, or uh, board game conventions, especially because board games are bulky, um, I always recommend two suit two suitcases and two just take suitcases. one with it. Yeah, just take one within the other one, um, uh, and that really helps with your. I mean, if you want to have a limit on how much you want to buy, it's a good <laughs> way to do that because you're like, okay, I only got six pounds, so that's all yeah. I can buy. But if you're if you're like, no, I want to go and have some fun and not worry about my shopping habits, then then. Do it, yeah. Bag within within a bag is always a good idea. For do sure. you have do you have a so is it usually do you travel with two suitcases and then one backpack? Is that yeah. the the usual? Yeah, I I try uh, lately. I've actually uh, forego the backpack in a lot of ways. I took it for a long time. If I go uh, far internationally, like if I'm going to Japan, I'll bring my backpack. Because a lot of times in Japan, um, I don't know if this has happens to you uh, or not, but um, did you, uh, in Japan, you can send your bags places. So uh, for instance, if you're going to, if you're in Tokyo and you want to be in Kyoto, you can get the hotel to send your bag to their next hotel. Oh. So. Yeah, it's really cool. super handy. And you can get your, you can do it also to the airport. Like it's super handy. So if you're carrying a lot of stuff, a lot of bags, you can just say, send all this stuff. I'm going to carry my, my night bag in. Like I did it for uh, Himeji. So the big castle, I, we spent a night in, I think we spent a night in Himeji. And so I said, send my bags to Kyoto and I'll just take a day bag, my backpack to Himeji and then uh, 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 get my bags at the next hotel. So yeah, that's so I I do a backpack then, but then I do a, like a satchel or a man bag or a purse or whatever. <laughs> just like oh yeah, yeah like this, a messenger bag kind of yeah yeah messenger bag yeah these things this is I 
I take this all everywhere I go. I really like to have be light in what I, I, I what I carry on, but that is a big deal. That bag, I I take that no matter where I go. So a backpack is what's great about that is that it's also considered like a purse. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's actually not count counted as a uh, as a carry on. Oh, okay. So right. it's like the personal item they call it, right? Yeah. That's right. So you can put your laptop in there or whatever. So, so, so yeah, take advantage of that, especially guys, because guys don't carry a purse every once in a while. You know what I mean? But yeah. you should carry your purse when you're going on the plane because <laughs> it, hel it helps. It, it definitely so. helps. Yeah. 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 Like, so. yeah, I have one backpack like the main one for my main gear. And then I have a smaller one, which is like a day pack. So when I'm at the place, if I just need my camera out for that day, like I'll put it in that smaller one instead of the, yeah. the larger one. Yeah. Um, but I always travel with, I always have a jacket when I travel, you know, like mm -hmm. on me when I'm going through the airport. And, so, yeah. and it's mainly just to have pocket, more pockets, you know, just to have more pockets, more pockets because yeah. Yeah. Um, and so is there something that you travel with that you're like, this is kind of weird or it's oh, not yeah. efficient or it doesn't make sense to travel with? I have one. Oh, yeah, there's lots. Yeah. Of, um, one thing is uh, uh, a bar of soap. I, okay. I, I hate liquid soap, so I always bring myself a bar. I do that too. Um, <laughs> I do do that you? Too. I always, I have my soap and I always travel with my wife, like that one soap. I have it everywhere. So I don't know. I just, I don't like liquid soap, but I, I just think that it's just, uh, it's probably inefficient because you really, you can deal with whatever you have at whatever hotel you have normally. Sometimes yeah. hotels don't have that, right? So that helps when you're in hotels so that don't have happen to have that but yeah i always bring my bar so all right yeah that's good this is, i do it too so it's not that yeah <laughs> it's not that weird and i'll buy like brothers a bunch of it. Soap, soap brothers What's i'll that? buy like a bunch of it too so like if i'm gonna be gone for a while like so that i have it and people are like do you need to travel with all that soap I'm like <laughs> so, hey i don't want to run out it's hard to find that's right. <laughs> I'll do that with yeah. shampoo too i, I gotta i gotta be yeah. honest like i'll bring shampoo yeah. as well because you never know like you say, you yeah. never know what you're going to get at a hotel. And so. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? Shampoo is really good because you can use it to wash your clothes too. If you need yes. To. Right. Yeah. So that's shampoo is, is, is a good one to make sure that you bring. Um, um, I bring, I do talk all cosmetic stuff. I do bring a brush because my hair is long. So I, I have a brush and I usually have, I brush my hair in the shower. So I make sure that it's a, a small brush that can, deal with wet with with water um but uh yeah my my wife says my carry on my my toiletries bag is way too heavy <laughs> there's so much shit in there it's unbelievable like, and pain painkillers is a good example i got prescriptions of course right um gum i you know what i also bring is chapsticks a lip gloss yeah because uh i always find that i either I don't drink enough or it's really super dry wherever I am or something. I always have chap lips when I travel. So I always use chapstick. Um, I'm all, I, I, well, I do that too. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny because it, yeah, <laughs> because it just happens constantly. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, let's have another one. Oh, I have a little screwdriver for my glasses, but, and that saved a lot of people. Like, <laughs> uh, Oh my God, my glasses are apart. I'm like, Oh, here, just, give them to me and I'll fix them. So I've saved a lot of people with my screwdrivers. Um, what else? Gum, breath mints. Yeah. I, I sometimes will forget that. And then I'll, you know, during a flight, I'll go to the flight attendant. Hey, do you guys have breath mints? And almost they never have it. And I'm like, you would yeah. think a plane, like airplanes would just have that because yeah. it seems like everyone has bad breath on the plane. Like, you know, they never well, have it. <laughs> it's like, well, you, you always, you, I mean, you often fall asleep. Yeah. You know, so you wake up with morning breath basically on the plane and everybody's like, whoa, man, brother. <laughs> I think it's like British Airway. I think they have like these two little mints. They're like so small, but they're like right. extremely powerful. And I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> you know, I need to find where they sell those. But 
Yeah, it's really <laughs> weird that they don't have that on like every plane as something that people yeah, should. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it would help the person next to you. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, so uh, absolutely. A hand sanitizer I bring now, and of course masks, because you never know when uh, any restrictions might come in too. Like you don't have to bring a lot now, but because yeah. you probably you probably would know before you get on a plane. Um, but for the longest time, like Canada, we're like one of the last airlines that got rid of the masking in, in, mm -hmm. in Canada. So, um, so that's, that's one of the things, uh, I really like, uh, I bring some band-aids, but I usually bring the ones that have a little bit of polysporin on them. Mm -hmm. You can buy band-aids that have like those, that polysporin like included in the band-aid. And I really like those band-aids because they, I think they really work really well. But if you find that you get nicked or something somewhere where you're like kind of worried about, you know, uh, whether it's going to heal right, make mm -hmm. sure you just wash it out really good and slap one of those band-aids on and then you're, you're golden. So that's one of the things that I always recommend too. Yeah, that's a good idea, especially if you're working with, like if you're, you know, doing modeling or, you know, working with stuff, like those small yeah. razor blades and things that can easily cut. Yeah, cut your, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I also bring my iPad no matter where, where I go also. My iPad saved my sanity so many times. Like if you're delayed oh, yeah. you know, for four hours or something like that, you really should have something. And you could do it with your phone. I just find my iPad is just so much nicer to be able to watch a movie or something like that or to read. Mm -hmm. um, I, don't I don't usually bring books anymore. I used to bring like a couple of books, especially if it was a long trip, just to have like a choice or whatever. But now I just read everything on my iPad. So um, same. Um, yeah. Yeah. Books are so heavy. Super like, heavy. Wow. That's and one of the things. And you use it once, you read it once, and then it's like dead weight, right? Like you, that's you kinda, right. <laughs> it's just yeah. like. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And you can bring a whole library with you if you bring your iPad or your Kobo. It's amazing. Right? Yeah. It, it, like yeah. that I like, I read all the, t I read a lot, but especially when I'm on a plane, I'm like, Oh great. Eight hours, no internet. I can just read like right. a bunch. It's, and then, right. but it's so great. You can switch through different books. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's one of my favorite yeah. things for, to use for the iPad. Yeah. yeah. Is that what you, do you read with your iPad or do you have a Kobo or? So I used to carry yeah. like a separate, like a nook, I guess from Barnes and Noble right. made, made them. Right. Um, and then I just eventually switched over to just using the iPad so that I wouldn't have an extra electronic to carry. Extra. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like reading on the iPad as much It's the screen is bright. It's not as, you know, nice. And I have Get that glare every once in a while. Yeah. And I've yeah. also read that when you're reading on screens that your brain doesn't retain it as well. I, I don't know if that's oh, really, that's I, I've read that like when you're looking at a reading from a screen, your brain isn't as engaged for whatever reason. So oh, that's um, really interesting. And so they're, they're doing studies on things like Kindles and stuff, but they find that the same is true. So there's something about the physical, it not being oh, reflective, yeah. but also yeah. you having to turn like physically the pages and stuff. So there's something uh, to that. So it's, it's, it's a trade-off I'm willing to make, you know, especially when traveling, but I do, yeah, so I just have the iPad, and um, I even tried out the mini iPad for a while. I went back to the bigger one, but the, the mini one was great. Like, it's so much yeah. smaller and lighter and stuff. Um, and and I get it. I, that If that's true about reading, I understand, because I actually really do love books. Mm -hmm. Like, I love having a book in my hand, the physical presence of a book and everything like that. But I do sacrifice that for uh, 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 when I travel. I just say, no, yeah. I'm not going to do that. But I, I do um, always have a pen and paper. Like I always have yeah. a notebook and, and pen and paper. Like I've tried to go just digital with that, like using the Apple pencil. Mm -hmm. And I just, it's just not the same for me. Like I need like to take notes. Like that's I just, great. yeah. So well, that's really interesting. Yeah. So that's probably something that's a little inefficient, I guess. It's not. Yeah, that's ideal, for sure. Yeah, that's like <laughs> old school. Old school. Yeah. Old school. I, but yeah, I, I, I get it. Um, I usually use the app Goodreader on my uh, yep. iPad. 
And so there's, they are PDFs. So you can actually make the notes in, mm-hmm. in the, in there, but yeah, it's a, it's a different experience. I can understand why they would say that you don't feel as engaged. Cause I think I, I think that's true actually for myself. I feel like it's a, I get a deeper read with a book, but you can like, I, when I'm DMing, I'll have those notes. I'll have the physical book, uh, but I'll, and this is just not traveling. This is just, um, uh, you know, uh, doing gaming at a, at a, at a particular place. So not traveling, but I'd have the physical book, but I also have the PDF and note-taking on the PDF is actually kind of nice. Cause then you can not have to screw with your book too, mm-hmm. but I don't, I'm a, I, I, I write notes on books. So people, some people would be like, Oh my God, what are you doing? <laughs> so I totally get what you're saying. So. Yeah, I think probably, yeah. Like I go through about in January, like a lot of people who have been asking me about gear this month, I go through and I try to see what I can reduce, um, like how I can travel more efficiently. Right. There's not a whole lot of change. Uh, you no. know, like I, I kind of have it mostly down. Um, and then if I do get rid of something, I almost invariably now add stuff. So like, I'll just, yeah, that's right. I'll, yeah. I'll fill up that space somehow. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. Like you might as well fill up. You might as well have it to the right, the right weight because I mean, you're paying for it anyway. Right. So, yeah. But I always feel like I'm going to, especially my carry on, you know, I've got my clippers, I've got my nail file, I've got my cuticle uh, uh, thing. I've got, things that are like okay well you don't usually even when you're when you're not traveling you don't use a uh, nail clipper every day right you might use it like once a week or whatever or once every two weeks even but if I don't have my nail clipper when I'm at a place I feel like okay now what am I going to do if I need to have my nails so yeah um I think uh, nail clippers are really great because you can use it to remove skin or like a, a help yourself. Like if you get another, again, I talk about like getting clipped or whatever, if you have a, uh, a wound and you're in somewhere that's warm and humid, like Thailand or whatever, mm-hmm. or Cambodia or whatever, and you get a scratch, you want to make sure you clean up that wound as best you can. So you don't get the dirt in there. So I often use my, 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 my uh, clippers nail clippers to trim the skin off of, mm-hmm. of a wound you know what i mean so you can clean it a little bit better and then of course put something on top of it but that that nail clippers you got you gotta i think that's one of the things about traveling is you, got, you gotta use the stuff that you have innovatively you gotta be creative on what you've got yeah right yeah. and the, the the rule is right like you can't bring everything you know it's like don't that's right i always say tell people like whether you're traveling for two years or two months, just pack two weeks worth of stuff, more or less two weeks worth of stuff. And that'll get you, you know, and if you need something, most places you can find, you know, your toothpaste. And a lot of people get, you know, I have forgot my tooth. It's all right. They have toothpaste pretty much everywhere in the world. That's right. Don't worry (laughs) about it. So it might not be your special sparkly kind, but it'll do the job. Yeah. One thing like I do about that is I do bring, uh, uh, dental floss because mm-hmm. uh, I have my back teeth have pretty big gaps in them so I always need dental floss but once I didn't have dental floss I remember I'm like damn it now I gotta go out and buy some <laughs> dental floss <laughs> and I had to find a, like a convenience store or whatever and, and uh, but they almost have a convenience store wherever you go now anyway Every, right yeah. like pretty much I don't everywhere. think this I don't think I've ever been to a place now, like in recent, in the last 10, 10 years, for sure, maybe 20 years that there's not a convenience store somewhere near where you're, yeah. where you're staying. Oh, yeah, yeah. You'll find most of the, the basics everywhere. And probably yeah. at a markup, they'll love to sell you, you know, if you're oh, yeah, like, right. uh, you yeah. know, like you're, I was in Belize uh, last year. And I didn't bring sunscreen. I was like, I figured they'll have it there. It'll be expensive, but whatever. And yeah, of course, yeah. they had like a billion different types of sunscreen because it's, right. you know, it's, it's hot. It's, you know? it's hot. <laughs> so like, um, yeah, so they have everything. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think probably for me, the thing that I'm most excited about is getting rid of, I had a big mic stand to like have a micro, it, a thing that I didn't right. use much while traveling, but it was still something. But now I've got a different microphone that hopefully is good enough to where I don't need the mic stand. So that's a little bit of weight down. Um, right. And probably the last thing that I carry that just doesn't pack efficiently is a, is a jujitsu gi. So I usually like will train wherever I am you know, different right. schools around the world. But the thing right. is like, so like huge and just thick, you know, cause it's got, right. it's pulled on and stuff like that. It's, right, the, right, it's right. the worst thing ever to travel with. It's like, there's no, you can't shrink it. You can't pack in Cuba. Right, right. Just, so. Um, is that one of the things that people are like that? I mean, that's a quote unquote strange thing. Do you get anybody commenting on that at all when you're going through uh, I, I, I haven't yet. No, nobody's said anything. Um, but people do find it strange. Like, do you actually go to other schools and travel? Like, oh yeah, it's a, it's, it's a great way to meet people. Oh, um, absolutely. You know, like go locally. So I do use it. Um, yep. but it's just kind of a weird, like thing to have. So I have had people where I have had a security, now that I mentioned it, where they take the ear guards out. So I wear the, the ear guards and they're like, what is what is this and they're like they think it's they're like is that a it's not a cup but it's not it's like no no no, no. here he goes here and you know da, da, da. and then they go oh okay okay and then they think i'm some cool fighter which i'm not but they, no they're, that's they're, right it's like ah you're in the ufc i'm like no 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 no, no. no, no. <laughs> but you can that's think not. that that's kind of cool but <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> yeah I, I, um yeah, I, I, about clubs. I mean, that's uh, that's something that's really true. Is that if you're if you have a hobby, and I mean, my miniatures are a good example of that. And like we were talking before, use that. And if somebody has questions about it when you're traveling, like a security person, engage them. You mm-hmm. know, engage them and tell them what it is, and 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 they'll appreciate some you treating them like a human being in the first place. But also, do go to clubs for sure. Like I'll go to a if I'm in UK or something like that, I'll go to a game store or whatever and, and, and hang out and, and talk to people or whatever. But those, those clubs are definitely an inroads to uh, traveling well. Yeah. Cause you can, you know, someone might say, Hey, why don't you, you want to come for, a, I know a good place for lunch down the street. Why don't you go there? Or why don't we go there? You know, that'll happen. So yeah, those engagements are always fun. Yeah, yeah, and it, it it's like it, there's kind of a familiarity, right? So like you have this thing in common, and then you just kind of jump right in. It, it's it really is a good way, like no, no matter what you're into. I mean, it's just it's it's such a good way, to, especially when you're traveling. Um, so I guess as we wrap things up, where are you headed next? What are your travels um, like? I've got uh, Adepticon, which is a miniature wargaming uh, convention in Chicago. That's in March. Uh, that one sold out. That tour sold out, so that's kind of nice. I closed it just recently. Um, looking forward to doing that convention scene. It'll be an interesting place. Uh, uh, interesting, because this is the second year out of COVID, so it, it'll be... Uh, it'll be full on this year. Like last year was was busy. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. uh, but it was not as busy as it could have been. So I think this year it'll be busy. Um, I also am going to Gen Con, which is also my tour is sold out. Uh, that's in Indianapolis, and uh, I am uh, um, looking forward to that. And they, again, that that's a big board gaming convention. And before the uh, uh, before COVID, there was like, I think their gate was 67,000 people. So it's a, like a really wow. big convention. Wow. So I, I'll, I'll be interested to see how busy that one is. And then lastly, oh, no, I've got two possibilities. So I've got my um, UK one that I was mentioning. So that's, mm-hmm. that is another war gaming one. Uh, we go to the, actually, the Bovington Tank Museum, go see Tank Fest. <laughs> that's when they drive tanks around and everything like they actually have them moving and everything like that Such a cool so that's one. fun yeah tank fest yeah <laughs> yeah so so i'm looking forward to that and then uh, we go to oxford and do a tour through oxford uh like a lord of the rings type of tour 
Hmm. Uh, so that's kind of cool. And uh, then we go to Nottingham. It's really a great, if you're into miniature wargaming, it's a, it's a great, great um, tour. I've got a few spots for that one. And then the last one in the year is, um, uh, I'm not sure if it's going to go yet, but it's uh, to Wasteland Weekend. Have you ever heard of that? Oh yeah, I remember from the last time. Yeah, we spoke. Yeah. Oh yeah, I we looked talked it up about last that, time. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, it's, "Yeah, that's it's crazy, man." Yeah, did we talk? Did I? Did I had a? Have I already went to Neotropolis before, or was I about to go? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think it was last yeah, so August. Neo- yeah. Yeah. Okay. So oh, okay. So Neo uh, Neotropolis is their cyberpunk version of of so Wasteland Weekends. A so those guys who haven't heard. The Wasteland Weekend is a uh, Mad Max X uh, festival where everybody has to dress up, and if and it's like you're on the set of Mad Max. It's in uh, the Mojave Desert in California, so it's it's got this huge vibe, and you feel like you're like in Mac, Mad Max land in all the good ways, no, not the bad <laughs> ways. Like nobody actually has radioactive poisoning or can't drink water and good like yeah that. uh so uh it's really fun but we i went to i took my daughter to the same the same crew has a a new one in april called uh neotropolis and it's a cyberpunk one and that was a really good time i uh, i didn't know what to to uh dress up as first because you know everybody has mohawks or piercings mm-hmm. or whatever and so I decided to go as a business, a, 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 a corporate thug. So I, had, <laughs> so I had my business suit on in the desert. And it, it was really great because I was the odd person out. Like everybody was like, oh, this guy, you know, and they have all Mohawks and everything. And so I was the weirdo at, the, at, the, at that particular thing. So that was fun. That was a good one too. So, but yeah, it went, uh, Wasteland Weekend, uh, I hopefully goes this, this fall. So only, only those ones. So. And good. I July. think that's good. Uh, that one is in September or October. That okay. One. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was late. So I've got March is Adepticon. Uh, June is uh, UK. Jul- uh, August is Gen Con. And then that one is September. I'm pretty sure it's in September. Okay. What about yourself? Or are you headed anywhere cool this year? So right now I'm trying to decide, like, uh, I, I want to finish off the trying to go to all the countries. It was kind of my original goal when I started. Uh, Central America is really high on my list. I have just a couple there or the Caribbean because like okay. literally just a couple, couple of places there. So I might do one or the other and then slowly about May make my way toward toward asia slowly but that's kind of the short list right now yeah it's the caribbean is is you really have a lot of different countries in the caribbean and same with the central america uh definitely you can find some expensive places to go and some cheap places to go you gotta really you think you have to watch your budget a lot in the caribbean. <laughs> yeah I, i'm cool. kind of weird i like winter so like i wait till the summer to go to those kind of places because i like oh, nice. i like it cold i like you know snow yeah, and skiing yeah. and stuff i haven't it's yeah. been you know i haven't skied yet this year but i'll find somewhere to do that so i i like to experience the winter maybe probably most people don't but i'm like oh, i'll save the the yeah, winter you're places the- <laughs> You and you and I both carry soap, and we both love winter. So there you go. We have something awesome. else in, in common too. No, I love the winter. I would never go. Like people leave at uh, during the holiday season over Christmas and and all the other holidays uh, during the, that time of year. But uh, I would never leave at that time of year. I love full on winter and that feeling of you know a fireplace and a book and uh, hanging out with friends and. And, but I, I, I mean, we have, it's, it's, uh, what is it? I think it's two degrees Celsius right now outside. And I'm like, it's too warm. Too Where's warm. my snow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I love winter too. That's cool that you do. That's, that's interesting. So yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Well, I would imagine Central America is pretty warm in the, in the, uh, in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, last year, like when I was, I guess, Belize and Guatemala, and you know, it was, it was, it was pretty hot. I mean, it was just 
hot. I think it was like April, you know, so just, just at the start of their season, but it was 110, maybe like 40 Celsius or so in Whoa, like yeah, 80, like, 80 yeah, 90% humidity. It was, yeah, it was intense. <laughs> yeah. We go to Huatuco every once in a while in uh, Oaxaca in Mexico and their hottest uh, uh, month of the year is May. Hmm. So that, that, uh, don't be fooled about that springtime where we think is spring. That could be really super hot down. Yeah. South. <laughs> I have a limited time for that, you know, then I'm like, I need somewhere a little bit cooler. So yeah, I'm going to go visit the mountains. Wherever I am. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks cool. for taking the time to chat again yeah. today. It was really fun talking about yeah. gear and just yeah, thank places. You. And, um, hopefully, best city contest for those of you listening that's happening this year after the the hiatus due to the pandemic since nobody could really travel um so hopefully yeah we'll, we'll chat again maybe sure, uh, yeah I'll definitely, I'll definitely i'll sp- definitely show up it'll be nice to hang out a little bit and, it, it's like and sports talk but for travel it's kind of travel yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh, it's interesting how do you like do you have just various people come on and talk about their experiences in cities or like what's the format yeah so this year it'll be new so um in the past it's been all through my site so i've had people like just voting through the site and um we've not really had a discussion component to it people have been saying hey one you should i guess a, a little sneak peek but one we'll have discuss like talking about the brackets and what people voted for and and that Thanks. so that'll be new this year because people have been asked for that for years and two we'll probably do some kind of pool so like you can once the bracket is complete people can complete their own brackets and if you whoever wins you know gets closest will win something you know like so they can play along nice. too um because only 64 cities so you know most people don't get to enter a, a city uh, right, but, right. but, but yeah, it's it, the discussions, like we've had like live chats, but never nice. just like a full on, like live, like a discussion like this. And, uh, cool. yeah. So the city that nobody ever thinks is going to win wins usually. So oh, really? it'll, it'll be nobody's been able to guess it so far. <laughs> oh, so, that's awesome. Well, there's, and, some, uh, there's some great places out there. Yeah. yeah. And it, it determines where I go. So I will visit the city before the end of the year, whichever one wins. So, Oh, really? That's, that's awesome. That's such a smart thing to do. That's cool. I so love that. We'll see what, what people come up with. And yeah, it will be fun to talk about and dissect what the matchups are and see. Yeah, for sure. That's see awesome. where I might be going. Thank you, Terrence, for being a guest on the Fox Nomad podcast. And thank all of you for listening. Thank all of you for your five-star reviews. Really excited about season four we're in now of the podcast and it's the biggest season so far like i mentioned at the end of this podcast we started talking about the best city to visit travel tournament i want you to keep your eyes and ears open for that if you want to join the tournament uh this has not been announced so when you're listening to this none of this has been announced yet the newsletter so the fox nomad newsletter those subscribers who are in the newsletter The first 32 responses I get from there get to pick the first 32 cities in the contest. I have not announced the prize yet, but it is cash. It is four digits of cash. So I'll let you guess what that is. Uh, So if you want, if you really want to get into the contest, which I hope you do, it's a lot of fun. uh, Just make sure that you are subscribed to the Fox Nomad newsletter so that you can be one of the first. And that newsletter is going to go out probably in two or three weeks, maybe, yeah, about two or three weeks. They go out on Wednesdays and they go out around 12 o'clock noon U.S. Eastern time. So you can synchronize your clock and let me know your favorite city when you get that email. Thank you very much again for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you in the next episode.